Thank you for rocking with the Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. It's your boy, Good Life underscore Russ. Thank you for tuning in every week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button for us. You can find us on Facebook at Good Life Podcast, The Kickback. You can find us on Instagram at Good Kickback. Be closing. So, yeah. It was like insisting. He always spoke in an insisting manner. Like, yeah. You try it. And then, you know, like they say, there was this one technique that they we used to use, um, and they said it's dangerous in psychology, yeah. but they use it in sales. If you want somebody to walk somewhere with you, you'll start walking. And yeah. then just start making gestures to say, yeah. come with. Now, psychologically, the person doesn't even know why they're agreeing to walk with you in a certain place. But these are the tactics I'm pretty sure that he used yeah. to lure, you know, people into, you know, his his clutches. But we're going to get into the discussion right now. Uh, good life, Russ is in the building. We're going to get into yep. anti-social behavior versus introverted behavior. Yeah. Um, let's do the question of the day. I'm, I'm not sure if anybody has answered the question of the day. Let me see here. Let me see if anybody's answered. Nobody's answered the question of the day, but we're going to get into it anyway. Um, let me play the question of the day music. So, um, this is a Netflix series, but the Gacy series is also out too. I haven't really delved into that. I'm still trying to, you know, wrap my mind and, and <laughs> around the whole Dahmer cases because I did go online and watch some of the uh, documentaries and some of his interviews, yeah. and they were very quite disturbing as far as people's uh, sexual preferences. We are living in definitely a overly sexed society. I mean, this is what yeah. we see up and down our timeline all the time. And you don't know people's different, you know, kinks and fetishes and things of that nature. I mean, people keep these in the closet because they don't want to be perceived to be weird. And of course, these are private things anyway, but at the end of the day, you just don't know what's going on in a person's head and what turns them on sexually and things of that nature. So, you know, listening to this man's conversation, let's, let's start here first. Mm-hmm. Um, what people don't realize is that before Jeffrey even got into the world, his mother was taking all these kind of hallucinogens, uh, all these type of pills, uppers, downers. Like from one part of the movie, said she was on 26 pills a day, mm-hmm. you know, while she was carrying Jeff. So, you know, um, they said that could have definitely affected his brain sure. as far as, you know, just being able to feel, already being drugged up. They always say you pass all that on to your, your seed. Right. So not even having that developed brain to have any type of rational part to him. Like, like there's no really conscious there because he doesn't really have a conscious. Um, but starting from the beginning, he was already perceived weird from school. Right. Like, you know, you always know that kid that just sits by themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't interact or doesn't know how. We talk this A, a person, A, a type Versus B type. That's more of a B type person who just you know sits in the corner, only spoke, speaks when spoken to, and, right. and things of that nature. So, what happens is that during this time, kids are very cruel. Yeah. Because they target people like that. You know, um, that's why Chuck D always said, "Move as a team, never move alone." Is because you can be a target. You can have that target on your back, especially when you're rolling with a gang of people who like, "Oh, who's this simp over here by himself?" You right. know what I'm saying? Sometimes. They even perceive that you think that you're better than everybody else. So, you know, it it can go either way. But that plays an effect over years of time because what people don't realize. Now, the reason why I'm saying this, I was one of those people. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Wanted to be liked, but just didn't know how to interact Mm -hmm. into these particular circles and stuff like that. So I became socially awkward. So what happens is that over time, these people start keeping score. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about Columbine. We're not just yeah. talking about Jeffrey Dahmer. We're talking about these right. mass shootings that are happening all over the world that, you know, they can start keeping score and people make them feel bad. And you even realize that not only are they getting this at school, they're getting it at home too. Absolutely. Like they're less than, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it comes, it's a sense of power. It is a sense of power. And this is why, you know, a lot of this antisocial behavior and sociopath behavior comes out sexual as first mm-hmm. because um, it was said on the house of cards everything in life is about sex except sex itself mm-hmm. sex itself is about power so this perversion is power over oneself 
you know what I'm saying? However they get off or whatever, um, you know, Jeffrey just started seeing how he could open up living animals. And that gave him a sense of power and control over, mm -hmm. you know, seeing what's inside of that animal. Um, and from that point, it became a sexual thing, a, a sexual power over himself. But then he wanted power over someone else. And this is where that, you know, strange, erratic behavior started happening. So that's, that's bad. That's not an introvert. An introvert is just somebody that energizes off of being alone or being in their thoughts, being, you know, they don't get grab their energy from people. They grab their energy from their own thoughts of, let me see, make sure, good morning. We do, we do, we do, we do. Um, I forgot to say that too. Thank you so much, Michelle. Um, this segment or this part is always brought to you by Truman Money. So I did, that is a major sponsor of Radio 270. Thank you so much, Michelle. And, and thank you for letting us know that you are listening. Right. <laughs> thank you. Oh my God. Locked in. You're exactly. Thank mm -hmm. you so much for that. It, um, but that's what I'm here to kind of give the difference of. Um, okay. People don't even realize that Al Pope Martinez was a serial killer. Now, he was not masked as a Jeffrey Dahmer, mm -hmm. but Al Pope Martinez was part of the three-person crew of the paid and full crew. You had Rich Porter, you had AZ, and you had Al Pope. Now, if you read the story of Al Pope Martinez, you know, well, that's the, that's the other misconception about antisocial behavior. Ted yeah. Bundy, Alpo, they're good-looking guys. I'm going to clear it all up. Okay. <laughs> These are good-looking guys. No homo or anything like that. But I'm yeah. saying, like... People will find them attractive. Yeah, exactly. These, these these aren't unattractive guys. When you see Dahmer in certain areas, I mean, jawline structure, I mean, I can see... You can see why he was attracted, who he was attracted. So I'm like, okay, yeah. these aren't ugly dudes. I mean, they're... So, Paul, he just... If you've seen his home life and how he just felt neglected in Harlem, in the Harlem streets, and yeah. him, him always being mistaken as a black person, people don't know that Alpo was a Puerto Rican. He was just mm -hmm. a dark-skinned Puerto Rican that looked black, you know what I'm saying? But that caused him to feel a certain way, even like in the Puerto Rican community, like, oh, you're mm -hmm. Negro. They call him Negro. They didn't call him Alpo or Albert, Alberto. So that can bring about some things. Um, just to skip over a little bit, Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. Bob Marley was considered a German boy, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So he was he was an introvert because he was teased a lot because in Jamaica, you couldn't be fair-skinned. You know, right. in, the, in the United States, yeah. you could be fair-skinned, but in the true Jamaica, if you, you were the outcast if you were light-skinned. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he grew up with a complex, so did Alpo, mm -hmm. so did the people that we're talking about, Jeffrey Dahmer. They grew up with these complexes, and they wanted some empowerment because that, when you're teased a lot, like I was, and bullied a lot, you feel powerless. You feel helpless. You know what I'm saying? And you figure, you try to figure out a way to to make it happen for yourself. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And some people go good. Some people go bad. I, I found my silence in music. You know what I'm saying? But some people find their their chi in the street. Yeah. And um, that was one of the things that fascinated, fascinated me about Alpo is that... Um, Alpo, once he killed his first person, Haitian Jack. There's a documentary on Haitian Jack, too. Yeah, um, that one was good. That one was a good one, too, where he said, once you do it the first time, you scared at first. Yeah. But then it's like, man, I could do this again. Especially when you get away with it. Yeah. Like, Haitian Jack and Poe got away with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's the sad part about where are these crimes were these unsolved crimes mostly in our community? Because mm -hmm. after so long, they're not, after two to three weeks, police going to stop looking. Yeah. Detectives going to stop looking. So this is what makes these guys feel untouchable. They feel powerful. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just saying today, you know, as I wrote, it was just something that hit me is that I have seen videotapes of men pummeling girls. And the person holding the camera is a male. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, we wonder why Jeffrey Dahmer and all these serial killers get away with these things. Well, look, 
Nobody cares about our community. These things are happening in our community. Look at what we do. We see two kids fighting. We just mind our own business because that's what we're taught. No snitching and mind your business mm-hmm. in, in our communities. So it empowers these sociopaths. It empowers these antisocial creatures. See, I can keep going. And sadly, Jeffrey would have kept going if he if he didn't get caught. Mm-hmm. But there's there's also an aspect of fame that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Like you see certain, you know, serial criminals that they toy with the cops. They toy with the FBI. Yeah. They they toy with the media. They're trying it's to be like notorious. a catch me if you can type of situation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So let's start there. Is like let's start with the beginning of their trauma. Mm-hmm. Not fitting in, not being accepted. Okay, so in the beginning, um, just to start off, you could I think you could be introvert and a, a psychopath or a sociopath. You know what I mean? Like you can be both. I think introvert, extrovert is more so just like what's your go to? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're looking for a safe zone, like what is, is it around people or is it by yourself? So in the beginning, like so psychopath and sociopath are similar but different. And um, so I'm glad you brought up school shootings because, like, we're going to dive into both. Uh-huh. But so both of them are considered antisocial personality disorders okay. in their I'm own just, way. Yeah. So we can't. Their like, personality disorders? Yeah, that's what, they're, that's what they're considered. But we really don't have a bunch of information about it, even to this day. Now, I want to get this clear. Sociopath, antisocial, but is is introvertedness is that a personality disorder? No, it's it's, it's more so like a personality type. Okay, personality type versus a personality yeah. disorder. Okay, go yeah. Ahead. So um, so we can see these things in children. It's usually like the typical things we see in like the movies, like they're like you were saying, they're mutilating animals or people. They're being dishonest. You know what I mean? They're deliberately, intentionally breaking the law. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're very persuasive. They lie a lot. Like you'll see these right. characteristics, but. You can't diagnose either one of these things until like adolescence, until teenage years or adult years. So even if you see them very young on, there's no, there's nothing they can do. You know what I mean? Right. So when you get to the next level, um, the the key difference is we'll just start with that. So a psychopath is somebody who, like like you said with Dahmer, your genetics were altered. Even when they study like their brainwave activity, sure. the area that picks up on like feelings, emotion, empathy, sympathy, theirs are not even registering. Like it, it's not, you know what I mean? They don't have that. And that's usually from something that happened at birth or like his situation. Sociopaths are typically, this was created because of your environment. It's more mm-hmm. so trauma and PTSD. A psychopath is trauma and you got the genetic thing going on. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So studies show, which is which is very spot on, probably like one out of every 100 people are psychopaths. Like psychopaths. So psychopaths are the highly functioning ones. They're the ones who typically have families. They're typically liked. They have a career. They blend in. You really wouldn't be able to know. Yeah. They're good with money. You know what I mean? They they're appealing. They're they're like you know what I mean. Attractive. Yeah. Sociopaths are more so impulsive. They're the type of like like war veterans, like people who are just like you said. They could be just triggered by something small. You know what right. I mean? That happened ten years ago, but it triggered them again. They don't know how to deal with those emotions. Sociopaths are typically Whoa. bad with relationships. They're bad with money. They're typically isolated. They're they're not by people. They're by themselves, sun up to sundown. You I see what I'm saying? Okay, so these are the two words: psychopath, yeah, and sociopath. Sociopath. Yeah. So sociopath is functioning. Yeah, most serious. So most serial killers are psychopaths. Most school shooters are sociopaths. So that's why American. Uh, what was that movie? American Psycho. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. a well-to-do, clean cut. Yeah. Ah, now I get it. Now I need you to check out this book uh, that I read. It's called The Psychopath Test. I've been, you see, it's worn. I've been reading yeah. that since school, <laughs> since psychology. So, why did you pick up this book? Um, it was interesting to me. That was something that really got me into psychology first. Like, what could make a person snap like that? You right, know right, what I'm right. saying? So, um, I even have something on Facebook I'm gonna show you, and that, that's a psychopath. So, she killed her son-in-law, this lady. Okay. So, when they're asking her about it, she's she's joy. They came in and they're like, you know, you know what you did? She's like, yeah, like what happened? And they're like, excuse me. She's like, what happened? And they're like, he died. She's excited. She's like, yeah. The daughter comes in crying. And they're like, how long do you want to do this? She's like, I've been waiting for this for like 15 years. She said, I never prayed to anybody. I just start praying. They're like, what'd you pray for? She's like, that he would die. 
and she killed him. The grandkids came in. She's just like, yeah, give me a hug. They don't want to touch her and stuff. And she doesn't understand what she did wrong. They're de- they're detached Whoa. from people's emotions. So even like, I-, I guess to say which one's better or worse, the psychopath would be worse because they're more calculated. They're 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 devising a plan. You know what I mean? When they get to their breaking point and snap, they just going to be like, all right, and walk away. But you ain't seen the last of them. A sociopath, they're going to try to go upside your head. Like before you finish your sentence, they just going to react. They're impulsive. Whoa. Okay. And it's usually detached from, you know what I mean? That's how they can shoot up a school, shoot up a church. They don't know these people. So a psychopath have that... studied you. They they know things about you. They're looking for a specific type of person. So these are more of the emo kids. So you would say that the emo kids and the Columbine shooters and these mass school shooters, their history is more or less. No, they calculated those. But. It wasn't like a series. It was like one event, and I'm going. But yeah. when you look at them, they were by themselves. Look at the children. But it was random head. people. It was, you know what I mean. Like serial killers typically have a pattern. They're typically going after the same person. That's why they're psychopaths. Gotcha. School shooters. This, these are. You don't know who's going to be in that school in that day. You don't know if yeah. there's children old. You don't know, but you don't care either. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A psychopath is not going. They, they're not going to kill the wrong person. They, they know who they they're going target. for. Yeah, they have a target. And they've had situations, most of those serial killers, where somebody got away and they're just like, why did they let you go? Like, why not you? Because they probably got to know you, talk to you, and you wasn't that you wasn't the person they was looking for. So they let they they've let people go. <laughs> even even not thinking to the point where this part this could get you caught up. You're just thinking about your agenda. You know what I mean? Like, I'm here to do this, you ain't it. You, I'm not gonna get a rise off of this. You know what yeah. I mean? Get out of here. Like when you when you hear the story of Alpo and and of course he's the person who who killed Rich. Yeah, but they I didn't... would call him a sociopath. Sociopath? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I think a lot of a lot of like gang members and street people are sociopaths because it, it's their environment and their circumstances that help them get to the point that they're at. So what we have to realize is everybody has a different breaking point. Like some people's last straw is killing a person. Right. Some people's last straw is finally raising their voice and yelling at you. Right, right. <laughs> They'll never put their hands on anybody. They will never physically harm anything. That's that's their level. And others, they, they don't they they've been hurt so much and they've had to take the lash so much, they don't mind taking the whip. Well, let me, let me give you one part of a post story. And if you, if you guys want to, you know, hear that one, this is from a street level. And um, it's uh, Feds Magazine, the full Alpo interview. So I would encourage you to, to listen to that. It's like an hour and a half. But he breaks down how um, he would befriend these people. Like, you know, he literally, like, there's two incidents where, one, he went up to a Harlem basketball game and you know dapped him up and told his little man as soon as i dap him up you boom hit him in the head you know what i'm saying and he can't they, they said that it was so scary because alpo came with a smile it was a smile that that was eerie so the other uh, scenario was that he killed his man he killed his, his his man rich and while he was doing that he went to the wake he is more like the the psychopath. Like he went to the wake. He got the mm-hmm. people. He cried and was like, "Man, we gonna get these people that did this to Rich and this that, and the other." Just like really fooling everybody, mm-hmm. and and people suspected it, but they was like, "It's hard to pin it on him because of the way that he acted and how he just covered himself." So that was a calculated situation. Would you consider that psychopath behavior? I would. I absolutely. And you can have signs of both because they're very similar. You know right. what I mean? Um, just like you can be introverted and extroverted in, in parts of who you are. Sure. But for the grand scheme, like psychopaths are usually people running like Fortune 500 companies. You get what I'm saying? Like back in that day, like even the street stuff was kind of different because like p- law enforcement was different. The police was different. Like people were killing people so much like from the 20s to 50s because like who, how was they going to find out? You know right, what I mean? Right. Techno- he wouldn't have done that thing and that kind of stuff in this type of day, in this type of climate. You get what I'm saying? So I, I feel like more so he used what he had to it and he used what he knew to his advantage. And right. just because you're a you know sociopath doesn't mean like you're bad with money or this is just like typically. You get right, what I'm right, saying? Right. So some people can rise above that. But more so it's you're you're reacting off of trauma. And then once you've gotten into that trauma, like it works for you. You you've you've created a routine through dealing with your trauma. You know So can I mean? you not be either one but just have a post traumatic stress disorder? I or, think, or is it part of is is that what is post traumatic stress part of one of the two that you explained? Yeah, I, I think yeah because 
Trauma's in both, which is, you know what I mean? PTSD is in both. But the difference with psychopath is you have a genetic disorder. Like, literally something in your brain when you were born is not what it should be. Deshaun said, my last straw will be getting yelled at. So that's a form of a PTSD. Yeah. That's a yeah, trigger. That's that a trigger. Causes him to snap. Um, Absolutely. Case in point, my, my case that I caught, uh, my, my attempted murder case that I caught back in um, 95, it was... It was a buildup of stress, 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 stress. And funny is, like, the last straw for me was just my radio getting stolen. It was like, it. I snapped. Yeah. And therefore, you know, uh, the person who stole it, I, I knew where to go get him, this, that, and the other. But my initial intention was to just beat him up. But I ended up breaking a crutch over him, jabbing him in, with, in, his, in his neck, all this stuff. But I, well, what they said was, everybody was there, they said, you blacked out. Yeah. And then when I went to the counselors and stuff like that, it was like, you know, that's where I got diagnosed with post-traumatic stress, but it was a bunch of triggers. So would you consider that sociopathic? Yeah. That's sociopathic. Because your environment is what altered that. You didn't wake up that day wanting to hit somebody with a crutch. Right. It was a series of events that was in your way that you like, yo, I'm not going around these walls. I'm about to just start breaking through them. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. A psychopath is already calculated. They already planned on breaking through the walls. They just got to break through the right walls. A sociopath, it could have been anybody that it could have been somebody you ran into before them that got your anger instead of them. Yeah. You get what I'm yeah. saying? It's uh, it's impulsive. You're just doing it because you, and, like they said, you blacked out, which means you just in the moment and you're letting your subconscious take over. It's like your dream, like you sleepwalking. Well, that was going back to that, that Pamela and, and Tommy Lee series about, about the guy who, you know, he set out to break into Tommy's house. Yeah grab the tapes and leak the sex tapes. But he said it because he was abused by Tommy Lee. So he was like, they asked him, you know, at the very end of the series, why did you do it? He said, because all my life I've been pushed around by people like him and I had enough and yeah. I snapped. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's one of those things like, why is it usually, and this will go back to introvert and extrovert. Mm -hmm. It's the mild man of people that create this buildup. And let me, let me explain yeah. what I mean. Extroverted people like Tommy Lee and certain people that are just charismatic, they can be deemed mean, but it's not yeah. mean. They just call it how they see it and they can get things off their chest or say things and it doesn't bother them. Like people say things to them. They say things to people yeah. and it's just an exchange of words. This is just a dialogue between two people. Yeah. If you come at me, I'm going to come at you if you get rude with me, but I'm not going to wear it on my chest or anything like that. I'm going to forget about it. This is usually extroverted behavior. It's like they know how to, you know, kind of live in a world of um, socialism. You know what I'm saying? So right. why is it that people that, you know, don't like confrontation or consider extroverts, why do they hold on to things? I feel like it's because they're not used to that type of person. Like a person who's in a family that they never talk and they never, you know, hug and say, I love you. Somebody who's like that every day. It's going to throw you off. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. So they have to hold on to comfort moments. They have to hold on to what comforts them. Yeah. He said, he said, let me find out that radio, that radio movie was about you. <laughs> man, I was serious about my music, man. I was, it was like, because I, I, you know, the whole scenario, let me just say the whole scenario was like, I had a child on the way. I'm already in the military, um, working mm -hmm. 10 plus hours. But then, you know, just to make sure that my child had everything going, I, I still kicked in about four or five hours of McDonald's. So, you know, I probably lived off of about three hours of sleep a day, if yeah. that, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And just military life itself is stressful, you know what I'm saying? But then working at a fast food place and dealing with that, and I'm 20 years old, and I'm just like, you know, which way is up? And that mm -hmm. was, like I said, when I would come home at night, that would be with just, or not, not at night, but at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Home, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the thing that would at least mellow me out and for it not to be there. I just, yeah. boom, I yeah. just snapped. But then, of course, I'm also a mild-mannered person. I'm the person that, you know, I may let things slide once or twice where, you know, yeah. an extroverted person might get with you right then and there because I want to process. I'm always trying to process why you said what you said. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that process, you ain't got time for that. That person gone. Yeah. By the time they insulted you or put some shade on you, <laughs> by the time you think about it, either, you know what I'm saying, as the conversation goes around, they off to something else, but you're still pondering, what 
the fuck did they just say yeah. to me? And <laughs> you gonna seem like the jerk bringing it back up the next morning. Bringing it back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from from years, you know what I'm saying, of, of being in radio and stuff like that, I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot thick skin and, yeah. and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying, as far as, you know, somebody says something slick, you know, either I'll say something slick back or, like I said, I'm like the Kanye person. You're going to say something slick. I'm going to say something personal. Yeah. Now you're going to want to fight yeah. me. Yeah. Is this what we doing? We still going? <laughs> That's how I am. Yeah. But, but at the end of the day, I would consider myself more... Because you can be both. People don't realize you can be both. You can be introverted, extrovert, or extrovert. So you can have characteristics of an extrovert, yeah. but you can weigh more to the other side. So Absolutely. my personal me is an introvert, but this person I created, and this is with a lot of people. Yeah. Michael Jackson, they said, off the stage, he was the most shyest recluse person that yeah. didn't want to touch you, didn't want to talk. Yeah. But on stage, you wouldn't even be able to tell tell that. Right. A lot of artists are like this. You know, it's just like, and it, it, a lot of people say, well, it's because everybody's trying to get up. No, they're really like shy and yeah. don't like a lot of people. Because that's their job. You know what I mean? That's like going to someone's job and thinking that's who they are. That's right. just, that's muscle memory at this point. They've done it so many times, like, they body, and that's how they get them to do that. Go up there and dance. Half the time they drugged up, and you know what I mean? Because they body have done the moonwalk so many, Yeah. you say moonwalk, it's just going to start moonwalking. Right, right, right. And and, and you, people just don't realize that they created either that person or that alter ego or that yeah. superstar yeah. to fill a hole. Most people in entertainment, were have abandonment issues, neglect Absolutely. issues, and probably multiple personalities, and yeah. they have to separate who they really are versus the the uh, stage name. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time, I am three people, and, yeah. and Lane Love was created for that whole, for that you know what I'm yeah. saying, for all the times that I, I just, oh man, I want to, I want to start for the basketball team, I want to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the other. For all those times that I wasn't, I created this person to be famous, or at least you know what I'm saying, well known. To make up for all that time coming up. So people don't realize is that um, this is where people like Jeffrey Dahmer get their kicks. They're covered in the media. Even if they're not discovered yet, it was like, this happened in the media. And they're laughing like, they don't even know it's me. But think about how hard that would be to detect. I know that was something, you know, we were talking about something you asked off air. Like, how do we detect these people in society? Think about how hard that would be to detect because... Now we're kind of creating this paradox because also the personalities you just named would be considered, you know, psychopathic or sociopathic behavior. So yeah. now we're kind of creating a void because like we're trying to diagnose everything. And the thing that you describe, like that's that's a completely healthy thing. Like I do that. I, I feel like when you get to a certain level of success and where you're trying to go, you need multiple personalities. Right. When I was a kid, you know what I mean? I had to get into my first fight like. I didn't get into my first fight as me. I watched wrestling. I became the Undertaker. <laughs> I was almost slammed this little nigga more. You dig what I'm right. saying? Like that's healthy. That's that's not a bad thing. Some people do choose to use that for evil. You know what I mean? But that 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 shouldn't demonize everyone who does it. Right, right, right. Yeah, because it's necessary. We can't always do things as ourselves, so we got to call on the, you know what I mean? I got to go do some gangster stuff. I got to call on my Nipsey. I got to, you got to get in the character until that becomes who you are. And then that's, that's you. You know what I mean? Now, um, Jeffrey Dahmer had a substance abuse problem. And who knows, like like, uh, certain killers, they do need to get high or something like that to separate themselves from you know there's a close person in my family who was really about that life and um they were addicted to heroin but um in the words of iceberg slim in order for him iceberg slim let's let's go let's go not i'll I'll get off my family member go straight to iceberg okay so um love the books read them all yeah yeah but (laughs) he shit is great if you saw the documentary he said i wasn't a pimp yeah he said, I really had compassion. And I, I grew up loving my mother, but the hatred was of what she did to him. Henry. Henry was the stepdad yeah. that came in. So for those who don't know, let, let's bring you up to speed because Dave Chappelle gave you only the end part. The end part that, that has the world reflection. Let me give you, take you into the mind of, of somebody who develops a certain type of behavior from a kid. So um 
Iceberg Slim. Uh, I, I forget his his, his real name, um, but I, it'll come to me. He grew up in, I guess, uh, the Milwaukee, Chicago area. And uh, it was just him and his mom. Dad was a, a deadbeat, a screw-up, and left him, you know. And as this beautician, you know, had come and started making it on her own and started raising the child on her own, she befriended a good guy, a good guy um, that wanted to take care of her and the child. Somebody like safe. That. Somebody safe. And so, of course... Iceberg loved him. If y'all can look up the uh, Robert Beck, Robert Beck is his name. So Iceberg loved Henry, his stepdad. His you know stepdad was well to do, had several businesses, took care of his mom. They lived in a suburban area, just lived a good life. Um, so of course him growing up and during his impressionable stage, he thought this was the good life. Okay, so he had an affection for his mom and his stepdad. Now. Later, the story set goes is that she fell victim to a city slicker who, you know, you know how them slick talking dudes yeah. be. You know, what I'm saying? that's why you know I'm always yeah. leery them slick talking cats, man. He just a slick talking dude. Cadillac, yeah, slick. just just, just <laughs> game. Got a yeah. bunch of game. So, you know, of course, you know Henry's the square, but he's good to her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And you know the slickster, you know, woos her, woos her away. Wools her away from Milwaukee to Chicago. Now, of course, Rob, young Robert Beck is watching this. He's watching all this happen, and he knows that his mom is doing this nice man wrong and leaving off with this city slickster, and they go out to Chicago. Now, because this man is so heartbroken, and he can't believe that his mom is doing all this, they get to Chicago, and any truth will come to light. This man becomes a, the, the city slicker. Woos them away, um, and that's we'll, we'll touch on narcissistic behavior. But woos them away, gets her away from her comfort zone, and then just completely abuses her, gets all of her money, and then leaves them both. Now Robert Beck, being that his first impressionable years started out, this is great. This is the way life is supposed to be. He ended up developing a hatred for his mom, yeah, and a hatred for all women at that point. Yeah. Like if this is female nature. I don't want nothing to do with it. And he developed a, a attitude like, oh, if this is how females act, I'm going to get you before you get me. Yeah. And this is how this developed in my close family members' mentality, too. It's like he's seen the same things in his mom. Mm -hmm. And he says, oh, this is how women act? Bet. I'm going to get y'all before you. And this is what creates the pimp. Yeah. And that's a sociopath. And one thing I got to add, too, all sociopaths and psychopaths aren't violent. They don't kill people. Right. Right, they they, so they might be great scammers or finesses. Yeah. yeah, like in in the advanced psychopaths, the the reason the way you can see them as CEO, they're the ones who like get off on firing people. They're the ones who love treating you like shit at work. You know what I mean? Yeah, just look, just take a second glance at them. You know what I mean? They're the one that just love. They they want to buy your company just to close it. You feel yeah, me? Yeah. Like wow. <laughs> that's a psychopath. That's a psychopath. Yeah. Now, where does narcissism fit into both of these? Um, I think narciss I think everybody has a little narcissism in them. Yeah. Um, it's just everyone like people have different levels, but we've created we've created like certain super narcissists through like celebrities through how we just idolize people. How they can like you said they can damn near get away with it. That's going to change their ego. It's going to alter your ego. If you've done the worst thing you think you ever could do, you like, oh, man, I'm going to jail. You, yeah. you keep waking up like, ain't no cops outside. That's what Dama said. He said, man. You're going to be like, hold up. Uh, uh, maybe this ain't so bad because I would have gotten in trouble. Now they trying to rationalize it. And and this is a crazy person trying to use logic. It ain't it ain't going to work. Let's, let's go back to what you said, though. The calculated person. You know what? You answer that question for me mm -hmm. because Alpo would just leave the bodies. Yeah, Dahmer basically would count. He even he went took to care bake of the bodies. He took care of the bodies, baked them. You know what I'm saying? To where he could crush the bones up and then just spread them. I mean, like this dude damn near yeah. cremated people in his own oven. Yeah, because psychopaths don't want to get caught. Yeah. And it's not because they they feel sorry. They don't want to get caught. They don't want what they know is coming. Sociopaths don't care. They don't care if they harm themselves or others. They just they're to the point of not caring. That's why it's usually your environment that, like you said, it's that last straw. It pushed you to the point to where you just like, 
I don't care. I don't care to be nice no more. I don't care to bite my tongue no more. You know what I mean? And like you said earlier, what's important, this is why I live my life the way I do. I'm observant. So right. so I don't become the guy in your story with the crutch. I don't steal from people. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you, a person couldn't look, could look at that situation and be like, you're in the wrong. But I look at it as he shouldn't have touched it. I would have never stole. I would have never put you in that type of situation to feel like you need to go upside my head if I don't want people going upside my head. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Stop doing stuff that's going to make them that's go saying, upside your head. It's cool when they do it, but it's yeah. a problem when I do you it. You get what I'm saying? So we can't diagnose. We can't diagnose this everything. Why, this is why I tell people. It's like, leave me alone. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm a, I'm a mild-mannered person, but I'm like, See, it's cool when you do it, but yeah. when I do it, it's gonna be a, a complete problem because I don't have a, a halfway bar. Yeah, mark. You know what I'm saying? In all of my counseling sessions, they said that it's like you don't have a halfway. It's either yeah this way zero to hundred. <laughs> you did. Yeah. But what what gets that person to that point though? You know I think it's because they chose up front to be like you know the good person, the genuine person, the person you know who. Stayed out of people's way, and then it seemed like people just kept veering in your way. Follow me, yeah. Then, see me, like I grew up on the darker side, so I grew up just already assuming somebody, you know, they come in, they being nice to me. Why? Who? Who sent you? Why you being? <laughs> you don't know me. Why you smiling at me? You know what I mean? I had to learn to be the person who smiled back and said good morning. But in the beginning, I was suspicious of everybody because. Wow. So much had happened. I was worried it was going to happen. It was the anxiety now that that was my depression. You know what I mean? Okay. It wasn't. And I was my life, I had a job. Things was good. I was in a relationship, so they couldn't tell. But it would always be that moment. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I want to go out with my friends. Nah, it might be a nigga I don't like. You know what I mean? I'm just going to. It's my boy's birthday. You know, I'm just going to stay back. And So now you've created more problems because now you've worried yourself to death. And now you stood up your people. You dig? Like, yeah. That's sociopathic behavior. That's your environment is beating you up so much. You want to fight back now, and you and you gonna fight dirty. I noticed that about certain extroverts, they already have a microchip that protects them and protects everybody else. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like I see this certain kids already. You better not touch my mama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or you better not touch me. Or you better not touch my absolutely. mama. And they be three years old challenging grown ass men like you. Ready Touch to my mama and I'm, 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 I'm jumping off this porch. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like um, I tell people, you know, and I'm not trying to get too much into my situation, but abused people are already violated. Absolutely. So now when they're abused, they play everything like a chameleon. Like, okay, let me get away from this. Let me, yeah. If I got to smile for you, let me smile for you. Let me do whatever it takes to keep this wrath from coming, you know what I'm saying, on me. So now you learn to be the chameleon instead of fighting for yourself. You're now like, what can I do to make you happy to keep you from fucking with me or this, that, and the other? And that's where I think a lot of times the introvert comes into play is like, you know, let me just stick to myself because if I go this way, this is going to happen. If I go this way, this is going to happen. Yeah. So you get a lot of these early experiences. But the person, and I say this too, a lot of extroverts have a strong tie to family, especially when they come yeah. from large families they because do. it's like, the brothers look out for you. The sisters look out for you. The mom. Everybody is looking out for everybody. So, and they're telling you all the time, like, you better kick their ass. You know, yeah. <laughs> you better, you better, you know what I'm saying? Which can work in some situations. And I think a lot of times the notions of what people think introvert or extroverts are the opposite. You know right, what I mean? Right. A lot of people assume extroverts are great communicators, which is probably the opposite. Introverts Break are better down. communicators. You know what I mean? And then because like if you the point you made was perfect. It's it's why we have so many dysfunctional families because extroverts don't have boundaries. So they're willing to keep those relationships as long as it benefits them. You know what I mean? Mm. An introvert, somebody who's with themselves a lot and who works on healing and you know who works on dealing with things. Sure. They're not just going to put up with anything. You, you they won't just allow you to come in cuz they know how sacred that space is. Yeah. That's why I always say, you know what I'm saying, like in any type of not just romantic relationships, but any type of relationship, I'm the first to get out. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. Because, I'm the same way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if, yeah. it, if it's too much. If I that, see this going left. <laughs> only way I'll stay yeah. in a situation is if I see that person is really trying to work with yeah. me or or something like that. Or that they, If I feel like they're either wanting to understand. Because I could be wrong. I, this is what people don't realize about a lot of introverts. We do so much thinking and overthinking. We look at where we went wrong first. We punish ourselves Absolutely. the most. Like Absolutely. you can't punish me more than I'm gonna punish myself because a lot of times our behavior is yeah. spontaneous out yeah. of the blue because we try so hard to 
get along with this person. But then if we, let's say I'm trying to give you good, 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 good. But then all of a sudden, I'm getting this. I'm not getting the same thing back. Yeah, that's what starts creating the buildup. Like exactly. Why am not? Well, okay, I'm giving this person good. Why are they giving me shit? Yeah. And then next thing you know, that buildup happens. So when we explode, it's like, damn, I, I fuck. I'm sorry, but yeah, you wasn't understanding me. But now I'm the. That's why they say it's cool when they do it. Exactly. When an introvert do it, we overdo it. Yeah. <laughs> See, extroverts are used to that because you gotta realize too, in the other person. Some people are used to that blow-up. Their dad was a blow-up guy. So yeah. now that you're at the blow-up point, they not going to leave because of that. You know what I mean? Mm, okay. If I feel like this going to be the rest of my life, your blow-ups, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going to have a conversation with you about it. Right. But at that point, I'm kind of already gone because I feel like now I'm having to tell you, you know what I mean? Like, certain things have to be awareness. That's what introverts are good at. They're good at awareness. Mm-hmm. Extroverts are good at, like you said, that protection, that security, because they're used to being around a lot of people. They're used to being in a crowd. Mm-hmm. But then you get the the issue with that is, is you're not with your thoughts a lot. You know what I mean? And like we said, you're mimicking a lot. A lot of things you're saying is something you heard somebody else say. Who's mimicking? Which The which, extroverts. The extroverts. Because you're hearing so much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It, that's why introverts were shut off because like when I'm writing, I don't like to talk to a lot of people because I don't want the their words. voice in my words. You get what I'm saying? Right. So I'm not being personal. I'm not mad at people. I don't have an issue. I just don't I don't tune into certain things. Extroverts, they need those things. That's their routine. They get in, that's what I said. They So get even when they low energy and irritable, they still around 10 people. This is yeah. how you start to create, like you were saying, that build up, these dysfunctional relationships. Yeah. I've been the problem sometimes. I'm going to come talk to you when I'm the problem. And I'm just like, look, I see where you're trying to go, but like where I'm at, I can't, I can't be that. So if you're patient enough to meet me to this point, cool. Yeah. But if you want to break things off right now, I understand because I'm the one that's not living up to what I said I could do. You right. get what I mean? Because life happens. Something personal would happen in my life, but it was affecting my relationship. Because I'm a, I'm a win-win person, Tim. Yeah, same. I want to see you win, but I want to win too. So if it's more, if, 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 if that situation, and I'm not talking about, because I'm a, I'm a nurturer too. So I'm not talking about that. I'll give 80-20 in a nurturing situation. Absolutely. But when it comes to understanding, it's got to be 50-50. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? With me, just because it's like, I'm going to do everything to make sure that you're okay. But once I see somebody is not making sure I'm okay, that's yeah. when I'm like, ugh. It makes me not want to. So now you're yeah. putting me in a situation to where I don't even want to be myself. Right. How healthy is this? You get what I'm saying? Right. Where is this going? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're just going to make me mad and I'm going to start to resent you. And, we, and sometimes we resent good people. Like you said, yeah. it's build up. And right. I'm not saying you're not a good person, but man, you done, you done screwed me over nine out of ten times. Right. And these times I really needed you. But you know <laughs> what I, I've, I've learned to kind of balance me out is empathy. And yeah. man, people really underestimate that word empathy. Yeah. Empathy is just really seeing things from that person's point of view. I always tell the person, though, if you want me to understand you, you got to talk to me, though. 100%. You know what I'm saying? You got to communicate with me. Honest if, communication. Or answer my questions. You know what I'm 100%. saying? 100%. Because what I am trying to do, like a lot of times when you ask questions, people think that you're trying to get in their business yeah. or you're trying to get in their head. And me personally, I'm like, no, I, I just want to understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So if you don't communicate that back to me, then I'm just like, okay, now you're a mystery. Now there's a distrust. That, that build and distrust breeds resentment because yeah. it's like now if I don't trust you, like oh shit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You have to participate in that change, and now too, like we always circle back. Now you've created anxiety about around me. Now yeah. I gotta sit in the car for twenty minutes before I come in the house. Now I can't say what I really want to say because. This is a so good I'm day for yeah. us, and I don't want to. Th- I don't want to be the one to throw us off. It's usually you. I feel like I don't want to do it. To the- so now I gotta walk on eggshells yeah. in the comfort of usually your relationship should be like your home. That should be your safe space. Yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. That's what I'm saying. It's, and, and like I said, when people point out my faults, and and, and I hopefully I'm speaking to other introverts out there. Um, when people point point out my faults, I will punish me. I'm like, how can I change this? How can yeah. I do this? Is what they're saying is true. That's how I look at it. But like, then my protective aspect is like, okay, am I gonna am I gonna compromise for them but lose on my end? Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's where I'm at in life. Now before, you know what I'm saying, and especially I mean, I will talk about it in old relationships with women, it'd be like, Okay, let me just make you happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's where the resentment would build up until I'll be like, 
you know, you get to a point which was bad. It's like, okay, this person don't give a damn about me. But I created that environment. Yeah. I, ne- I never set the boundaries. I never set certain things. But now, at this point, I have to set the boundaries in order for me to survive with anybody. Not just, you know, my significant other, but everybody is like, okay, I'm going to give you what you need. Yeah. But you got to give me what I need, too, in order if you want me to stick around. See, that's... I was on the other end of the spectrum. Like, when I grew up dating, like, my toxic dating thing was is I was only dating to learn and to experience things. Yeah, yeah. And then once I got to that point, You're the relationship ready. was dull. It was just... You know what I mean? It was hard for me to put any interest or... Yeah, that's once you had to figure it out. That's those relationships where you just on your phone the whole time, just all day. It seemed like you've been on your phone, right? Right. And right. they've been next to you, trying to talk to you, and trying to interact with you. Just like you know what I mean. You've just, moved just, on mentally. Wow. So I had to get out of that, and I had to learn my fifty. I had to learn my balance of you know what I mean, like me worrying about you, but also me taking my time for myself. You know what I mean. Is this why people try to remain a mystery though? Because that's a uh, that's a that's a behavioral trait in a lot of men. Is like once. They've had a woman figure it out. Yeah. They're, they're just I think they so, try to remain a mystery through fear because um, even think about friendships and relationships that went left. People quick to throw up something personal in your face that you done told them. You know what I mean? Ooh. Especially something that you was like, yo, I could take this to the grave not having to tell nobody. So I done told you. And now you bringing it up in an argument? Yeah, because you told him in trust. You opened up to him, so you told him in trust. So maybe, yeah. so now you just, I feel like, again, it's crazy, that anxiety. Now you're worrying. Maybe that trust is broke forever. Maybe I can never trust you again because this was like, how could you? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I, I think that's what it is. I think trust is super, super easy to break. It's hard to build. You know what I mean? And it's even harder to build the second time. So I think sometimes that's why we remain a mystery like certain introverts is because we're afraid to get hurt. You just don't want to get hurt. Right, right. You know what I mean? What are some of the fears of extroverts then? Um, I, would, I think being alone, having to having to be forced into isolation, being rejected, not being accepted by society, their voice not being heard, things of that nature. Things introverts don't worry about. I don't care if people, I hear me. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you going to hear me. I don't worry if people hear me or not. I always wanted that too. Hey, first of all, before we continue the conversation, jump in here if anything that we're talking about resonates or I'm, I hear a lot of people saying hi, same, uh, this conversation is getting good. Yes, yeah. it, it really is because um, we walk around each other all the time and we don't understand, especially we are in relationships with other people. We are in relationships with our kids. Uh, we are in relationships with our mom and dads and stuff like that. We don't know. How, we don't understand them and we don't care to because everything has become autopilot, yeah. routine and, you know, People think cutting people off for a certain period of time or not coming around family members or certain helps things. And it just one thing it'll 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 start a honeymoon period over again, but that because it wasn't resolved or you guys didn't have an agreement on how to move forward, it's gonna come up again. Yeah. And again, if you if you don't have this mental, spiritual, personal contract with this person that says, yeah. Hey, this injures me or this does this so i need you to be mindful of that or sensitive of that then it's going to create that that resentment that that, that happens and especially with people who feel like you know here's here's one thing about introverts it's not that we don't talk we don't talk unless we have something to say 100 <laughs> percent. i, hate I don't like small talk. i hate small talk. Talk. i don't i don't this is why i always used to tell people I don't do slick talk. I, I, I used yeah. to tell people when I was dating, man, I don't got game. You look like a con, like you trying to run a game on me. I don't have <laughs> nothing slick to say to you. Now, I'm a funny person when you yeah. get to know me and once I open up and I'm relaxed around you. But if I'm just meeting you, I'm not saying nothing but slick to you. But everybody know they average laugh meter. So I know when you laughing a little too, too hard. Mu- yeah, like, I ain't yeah. that funny. <laughs> what you want? Yeah. But, but these, these psychopaths, they are charismatic. Yeah. They know the right word yeah. to say. They are slicksters. And, and honestly, growing up, I used to envy those guys. I would call Kennedy a psychopath. John yeah. Kennedy? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. How so? Because um, a lot of psycho. it's funny, um, they're who they need to be. You know what I mean? A lot of them, I would argue they're extroverts, the psychopaths. And sociopaths are usually introverts. And then we went outside to make friends and all the friends pissed us off. So we like, we about to burn the neighborhood down and just go back home. Psychopaths want, they want to trick people. They need people to kind of see. They, they understand on a higher level, people are gullible. They understand people are naive because they were once that naive person. You, you get what I'm saying? Whoa. So now they exploit that in people. 
guess what? You just exploited extroverts. Yeah. Extroverts are actually the insecure people. Absolutely. They're Absolutely. the more insecure people. They're usually than the not even really good with relationships. They have a lot of relationships, but they're not healthy relationships. They're just, you just relationships. Ex- wow. And introverts have a few because they have to be good for us. They have to be healthy. So, and I just okay. If he sees it, he sees it. Me and my dad, we have this back and forth thing. This is why you just hit me. Yeah. My dad's an extrovert. Okay. But he used to always project on me that I was insecure when I would. Mention something. Hey, don't don't say that to me. Don't do that to me. Yeah. Oh, you're being insecure. Yeah. But people would tell me about my dad. Your, your dad's insecure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is why he wants to jump. This is why mm-hmm. the person on the bus wants to crack on you before the weight gets put on them. Yeah. This is why they always have to dress nice, look nice, this, that, and the other, because they don't want any. Because I notice about uh, most of the time. If you really tell a extrovert or what we call this psychopath a truth, yeah, they get mad. Absolutely, they'll get super mad. You literally know? just described bullies in school. <laughs> the sociopath, remember, you decide you describe the kid who's usually off. Yeah. Now, extrovert, psychopath, you're describing the bully because because the introvert <laughs> is like I want. They're no hiding problems. in the crowd. Yeah. The introvert is like they hurt more than anybody, so now they got to point out this person. Like, oh, look at the look at the ketchup on his shirt. Yeah, so they don't really see. You know what I mean? Like, judgmental. you hurting on the yeah. inside. Psychopath, <laughs> you ain't eat today. Yeah, the psychopath is judgmental. Yep, and just always labeling, labeling, yep. labeling, loud. But you just uncovered it. I was like, man, it it really is the the psychopath or the super. We'll, we'll call them super extroverts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what did Kanye say? The people highest up got the lowest self esteem. Yeah, and he's talking about CEOs, politicians, like <laughs> those are those, those are, are usually psychopaths. Wow. Yeah, and a lot of them are. Let's talk about that. Like that's what the book is talking about too. A lot of them are high functioning. Like you would never know. And again, they get off from firing you. They get off from oh, you know, my mom just passed. Can I get this day off? And no. <laughs> <laughs> we need you here. Right, right, right. Like, sir, we make caps what? for bottles. I, I don't care. We need you. We need you making caps. They'll start criticizing. You need <laughs> yeah. to organize your time. Or yeah. You don't need to know if where your, your mother wasn't eat. always eating, she <laughs> wouldn't have had a heart attack. Get back to work. <laughs> so, do do they mean to be insensitive or is absolutely sick? because they have to keep you in the position you are. They, again, they have to keep you naive. That, that's that's what created the whole job system. They have to keep you working, but thinking you're going to get out of this hole. Again, it's chess. They've already calculated all this. So you're going to put in 30 years, you know, thinking like, oh, man, I'm going to retire. Now. They're going to get another 30 out of you. Like, right. <laughs> you didn't know that, but they knew that. Man, they said, it was this one doctor. She said, it's really hard to um, get the breakthrough through psychopaths and narcissists is because they're going to look at themselves 10 times, 20 times harder. Yeah. And and yeah. then it's dangerous to get them to break through because it can cause them to be more resentful and go into a darker yeah. space. So you, to me, I, I wouldn't say anything's impossible, but I would say is is damn near impossible. This is, this is another one of the reasons why, like, the words psychopath and sociopath aren't even used a lot. You know what I mean? In medical terms, because... They don't know a lot about it, but also it's, it's I would almost say, uncurable. It, it's to a point where there's a saying like, when there's no boundaries between the doctors and the patients, everyone becomes patients. So what that means is you're going in there, you're dedicating your life to trying to cure them. It's, it's made you mad because right. now you're doing inhumane things to try to get answers that we may never get. You get what I mean? Um, a lot of this is why, again, psychology got pushed to the side because psychologists was just coming out like, maybe... Psychopaths and sociopaths are a side uh, natural selection. You know what I mean? Because right. you can't. It's uncure. There's no cure for it. There's they just progressively do worse until wow. either you detain them and put them in the prison system. You know what Hell I mean? Yeah. Or you just dope them up. Man, and and here's the thing. That's Is not that a cure. After, <laughs> you know how they're. It seems like every serial killer is the same. Yeah, same it, story. The same story. Which which getting to their end, coming to their demise. They're so calculated in the beginning that they get away with it so much that they get bored and sloppy. Yep. They can't believe they're getting away with it. I think, too. I think a part of their plan was getting caught. 
You know, you see yeah. that a lot with people yeah. when they kill somebody or something, they just surrender, they just give up. Like a part, they, I'm, cause they're not about to okay. be on the run. People know how expensive it is to be on the run, right? You know what I mean? You gotta have money to do that. That's how rich people can get away with this kind of stuff. When you coming from poverty and all that, yeah. like, you know, um, if we if you watch the interviews of, mm-hmm. of Jeffrey, yeah, he never wanted to take a plea deal of insanity. He never wanted to. He said, "I know exactly what I was doing. I was very conscious." Now. Why do they always excuse people of saying that oh, they they didn't have any conscience, they were desensitized, and they use these words? Jeffrey Dispel, I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was like he said because the need to do it was greater than my conscience. Yeah, to do it. So that was a, a, a like a, a new opening for me. Like yeah. I'm thinking this dude is just crazy and deranged. He's like, nah. Yeah. I know what I was doing. And people probably thinking he a racist and he this, but yeah. those things were de- designed as loopholes for people to get off for laws. You know what I mean? It's no different than the all oh, fear for my life. So yeah. it's it's that type of situation. And we don't know that type of information. So they plant that to the white serial killers and you know, the lawyers say this. Yeah. And and we are a compassionate people. We we are the people that do invite everybody yeah. in. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially when it comes to I hate to say or make these synonymous, but the hip hop community, we invite everybody in. The same way the LG, the black LGBTQ community, they invite everybody in. There's no discriminatory. So he was able to move because that was a movement in itself. They were all people, ostracized people. So now there's a safe place that we, we can all be. I mean, weirdos alike, if you want to call it that term. And we could all be weird together, you know what I'm saying? But we would still have that bond. So that was easy to have that trust because the commonality was they're they're gay. Yeah. Forget color or anything like that. We have a commonality that we're the underdogs. Yeah. So this is why he was able to easily persuade, you know, yeah. somebody here or there. You know what I'm saying? Care if you're missing. But just to go back to your point, and I'm glad I didn't forget it, he was fully conscious of it, but then when they interviewed him, he said, he said the killing part only came about because I didn't want him to leave. And that goes back to his abandonment issue with his dad. He was like, Dad, please don't leave me alone with my crazy-ass mom. And his dad was always busy and going, and then every time his dad would leave, he was like, damn, I got to deal with her. You know what I'm saying? So this is when the the common thing that he would say to trigger himself was, you know, that person would be like, all right, man, we Jeff, we've been hanging out for about two or three hours. All right, man. Yeah, it's, it's getting late. It's getting late, and you get kind of weird, so I'm go- yeah, I am got to go. Meat tastes a little funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but then his his famous words were like, don't go. And then they would, you know, be like, oh, you know, I got to go. And then he would get enraged, like, don't go. Yeah. And then he would do those things to keep them there. But that was the, like, the ill discovery is like, his main reason for killing them was I didn't want them to leave. I wanted a piece of them yeah. always. That's crazy. And those are two extroverts. You know how much it takes to get me to go to somebody's house, especially two, three hours? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like That would have been a phone call. All right, Jeff, I got to go. No, don't go. I'm hanging up with a boy. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. She's talking about <laughs> So, yeah, that's, but that's how they're able to blend in. That's how they're, again, sociopaths, is, they're reacting. It's sporadic. It's impulsive. That that's calculated. He planned that. He knew who to go after. He knew my, people weren't gonna be checking for this. They probably see it in the paper like, oh, you know, somebody came up missing. But they right. don't care. Like going to a precinct. You know, what I mean, missing persons posters is up on the walls. <laughs> right. You know how easy it is to get lost in that shuffle. Things like this probably still happen. Yeah. But the the question it raises why they can keep dropping these documentaries is does people do people really care? You get what I'm saying? Like, right. or is this just become entertainment? What's crazy is that. This is what baffled me. He was in an apartment building. Yeah. He was in an apartment building. And, you know, they said there's no stench like a dead body. No, oh, for sure. whatsoever. For sure. So the very fact that, you know, you know, if you're, put it this way, if a bug comes in somebody else's house, they'll blame it on the neighbor. Like, for sure. We need to exterminate yeah. everybody. <laughs> you yeah. know so the very fact that he was able to get away with this for two or three years in that apartment that is beyond me from the smell itself. But that's why we were saying so, like, so much, so consistently. That's why I say a lot of this is rooted in fear. Think of the fear of somebody actually finding out he is killing people in there. Yeah. Now, you got to deal with it. Like, maybe he come after you. Come after or you yeah. th- their fear of what's going to happen is greater than their morals. Yeah, that's that's why. Um, because Poe had a reputation for killing people. Like, it's not, it wasn't like 
like I think that's why we can classify him as a sociopath. Yeah, is because it ain't like the people didn't know. Yeah, they certain know. people got away. He wasn't with trying it. to hide it. Yeah, because that was a part of his disguise. You get what I mean? Yeah, a sociopath is already blended into society. They already a person you would never suspect being. That's how they move. They so charming. You like, oh, there ain't nothing wrong with it. Joe's a great guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Sociopaths are usually like flashy, not like. That's why I say it's usually like pimp street culture. And a lot of their stories was their upbringing. They they didn't grow up too much like psychological things going on. It was what they was actually seeing and experiencing. Right. Now, why is it that the sociopath, psycho, psychopath, they're con- people have the misconception that their conscience doesn't eat away with them. But for for a lot of them, it does. Like Alpo, for example, in his last you know months of of living, he was just going on blog interviews and saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna die." You know, what I'm saying I'm probably gonna die by violence. And he would just 